Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith. It's interesting. So let's back up a second. He played absolutely out of his mind. It made no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. All right, here we go. We are back. Hockey Talk on the Rock, episode number 78. This is Laura, I'm Keith, and we are on Salt Spring Island tonight. It is Friday, May 27th, and we just watched Colorado close out the St. Louis Blues. Um, normally, we kick things off with some Canucks talk. We'll quickly mention that Scott Walker's not going to be back behind the bench, yep. but other than that, we really don't have much to go on. No. So, over to you with other fun stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we can start with the game we just watched if you want. Um, so... <laughs> Colorado finally uh, overcomes their playoff demons, uh, which were the second round, and they beat St. Louis in six games. It was a relatively close series. I mean, at times I feel like Colorado dominated, and it was more kind of they got in their own way, <laughs> if that makes sense. But I mean, Colorado got in their own way. Yeah, because okay. I mean, St. Louis got in their own way for that one game. St. Louis sure. for sure, like that whole cadre thing with Bennington, and then them deciding that they were gonna not play hockey and then just attack cadre for sixty minutes was stupid. Like honestly, it's probably the series in a way. Yeah. Um, and but I think that these last two games, Colorado kind of got in their own way in their heads a bit. And when uh, St. Louis pushed, they just kind of crumbled. So it was nice to see in the end here that they were able to get that win, close out the series, and the way that they won too, right? With five seconds left in the game there, um, and the fourth line chipping in a goal. All that stuff is big, um, because I think if it had gone back to a game seven, I don't know if they win. So good for them. Yeah, good for them, for sure. I called them in six this round, so I got one right. Not in our bracket, yeah, of course. But I in the other. smoked in our bracket. But <laughs> the other one, I called that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, other than that, we can quickly touch on Tampa sweeping Florida. Yeah. Props to the Lightning. I mean, going back to the beginning of the year, I predicted Tampa and Colorado in the finals, so I'll take a small amount of credit. But I did pick Florida at the beginning of the playoffs to win it all, so it sucks, and I was rooting for Big G. Yeah. And we'll see where he goes, but they got outplayed. Yeah, so I think I was one of the few people who at the beginning of the playoffs did pick a three-peat for Tampa. So, so far I feel pretty good, but we'll see. They're halfway there, so nothing to celebrate yet. Um, But, I mean, a couple things about Tampa. I mean, the fact that they sweep Florida without, without Braden point, point. Crazy. Like, totally crazy. I don't know what else you can say about that team. I think they're the best team I've ever seen play, personally. Um, and for me, I don't know if I said this on the podcast last week, but the way that they enter the zone is just perfect. Like, they always enter with control, mm -hmm. and it almost feels like they're going to give it up, and then there's someone there. And it's just fascinating to watch. I think if they do 3 peat, which, again, is obviously a little bit early to have this conversation, but I think if they do and Vasilevsky continues his play in these clinching games, because he got another shutout in the game four against Florida. He let in three goals against Florida in the series. Like, They're the highest scoring team since 96. <laughs> yeah, I think if 
they they win and he and he continues this play, I think you've got to start talking about him as one of the greatest goalies of all time. For sure. Like already, right? Yeah. And Especially he's 27. Playoff, oh, know? yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that was insane. Um, opens up a few big questions for Florida, like yeah. Big Joe. Yeah. I have a feeling he might call it. I think so. He's just... He's got a lot of miles on him, and he didn't even play half the season. He To me, he looked done last year, and then I was like, okay, he's going to Florida. Like, He'll play probably 50% of the games or something. He'll be okay, but I think this is probably it for him. Yeah, and then as I already mentioned, Big G likes it in Florida. I don't know with the raises coming for like Verhage and Barkov if they can afford to keep him or what they'll do. Maybe they'll move some pieces around, but yeah. I think with the Tampa series, it kind of showed that they... They need a little more grit up front, and they need a little work on their defensive setup. So I don't know if like keeping him would be a priority. Yeah, I don't think they keep Drew. I'm very interested now where Drew goes, because obviously the whole talk before the the series ended was he was going to go to Ottawa, and just kept coming up and kept coming up. So you're like, okay, something's up <laughs> with this rumor. Yeah. Um, but I can't see him going there without a cup. No, but I've got a thought for you. Okay. Because he's from Ottawa. That's the rumor he wants to go yeah. there. But, like, he's he's getting up on years. Yeah. Wants to win a cup. And, obviously, I think most people agree they're a few years away from yeah. contending. Could you see him taking a discount to play for the Leafs? It's close to home. I don't know. How much of a discount... I bet he wants to win. I don't know. Like, they've already got that going on for them, right? Spetsa yeah, and Giordano basically yeah. taking the minimum. We can touch on Giordano. Yeah. Bit, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, right? Because then it would allow them to trade Kerfoot or something like that, yeah. right? Because he would step in as a third-line center or whatever yeah. they want to do. I can see it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't want to see it. <laughs> Just a random thought I had. Yeah, no, it's not bad. I mean... My whole thought about Florida, I still have two thoughts about Florida. The first one is with their coaching, because I really do not think that Andrew Burnett is going to come back. I know there's a lot of people that think he is. He, he is a nominee for the Jack Adams Award, yep. but I think the playoffs kind of exposed that he's not that great of a coach, Yeah. Um, and I think he's got a really good team, but he's not quite there yet. And there are rumors out there that perhaps the next coach of the Panthers are not who I think it's going to be, which is, uh, I still think that Trotz ends up in Florida. I think it's too good a fit. But the rumor is that Quinville's going to come back. Because oh, really? he was not fired, right? He stepped down. Yeah. And he has to talk to Gary or whatever before he accepts a new job. But I have kind of a feeling that maybe they bring him back. Interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on two quick more things okay. with these two yeah. teams. One being, I th how can you not give GM Award of the Year to Bruisewa? Was he nominated? I hope he was nominated. I don't know if he was, but... Uh, if he wasn't, that sucks. Because, <laughs> like, how could he not, right? Like, you win the cup and you lose your entire third line that was so critical. <laughs> and, then and then he basically is like, well, I'll just bring in Hagel and Nick Paul. And, you know, I got Ross Colton coming up. Yeah. And then having that fourth line that he brought in Belmar and Perry and had Maroon with them, and they were extreme. Like, their bottom six was extremely effective, yeah. especially in that Panther series. I always, like, honestly, I found 
even last year watching um, Tampa in the playoffs, like to me, their third and fourth lines usually impress me more than their first couple. And I know their first lines put up big points and they're really good, but just the contributions of those two lines and the fact that they do just shuffle, it seems like they just shuffle the deck every year. I mean, you could make a pretty good team with all the players that Tampa has let go in the last yeah, two years. Totally. And he didn't even have to circumvent the cap this year to do it. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, we'll, we'll have to look impressive. it up and see if he is. Well, I, mean, yeah. I feel like he is or should be for sure if he's not. Yeah. Um, the other thing with Florida, I might have lost it. Uh, yeah, Brunette. Oh, yeah, because he was nominated for the yeah. Jack Adams, yeah. like you said, um, with Gerard Gallant and Daryl Sutter from the Rangers and the Flames, <laughs> yeah. respectively. Who would you give that to? Just off the top here. Oh, man. That is hard. <laughs> I mean, it might be Burnett. Would it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I try to, like, I'm trying to keep in mind the preseason expectations. Yeah. And, like, New York and Calgary were not expected to be contenders, like, maybe fringe playoff teams. Yeah. And I think what they both did was really impressive. I agree. Um, I, I, I think maybe I'm more impressed with New York than I am with Calgary, only because, and I was really, like, down on Calgary before the season, but they did have good pieces. Yeah. It was, like, okay. Whereas... New York, they hadn't done it before. Like, this Calgary team is very similar to, what was it, 2019, that was the best in the West? Yeah. Um, kind of thing. Yeah. But... See, I was the other way. Yeah. I was kind of leaning towards Setter because he turned that team around from how bad they were last mm-hmm. year to a full season being really good That's this true. year. That's true. And, I, like, I think Gallant is a good coach. Yep. But I think a lot of their success was based on Shesterkin. Sure. And you see it yeah. from his Hart Trophy nomination, yeah. right? So... Yeah. I, I think I'd probably give it to Sutter right away. Yeah. And I think Florida was just built so strongly that it, like, Didn't Quenville, necessarily Brunette, matter. Yeah, yeah, they were going to be good. I will say quickly the line that AV always said, was it, I think it was Vigneault who said it, that having a good goalie basically means that you get the Jack Adams. Is that what he there's said? Like a, there's some sort of correlation between, like, like Vesna winners and Jack Adams. And they're, yeah, I don't know. But there's something there. So I'm like, maybe it means more, but... I will say I'm more impressed with New York after watching them in the playoffs, and I know obviously it's a it's a regular season award they're voted on before the playoffs start, but I didn't think that systematically New York was this good. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm quite impressed with what he has them playing. So for sure, and both of us I think didn't really buy into their I needing to not. beef up idea after they got ragged all yeah. at the end of the year by Washington, and they they clearly had that mo to bring in more sandpaper and bigger bodies and we were both like this is not gonna work and they almost won the division <laughs> and they won a round and they could still win another round so yeah surprising for sure they're a surprising team yeah um um yeah i mean we could talk about the battle of alberta oh just one sec i'll yeah. get there because i'm gonna ask you the same question about calgary that i'm gonna ask you right now about florida okay are Florida are the Florida Panthers frauds? Is their success in the regular season not real? It's the curse of the President's Trophy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I think Florida is a good team, and I honestly think that this might be the best thing that happens to them, except for the fact that they did go all in. They went all in this oh, yeah. year, yeah. and they don't have much left in their cupboards to trade to get better, and no. they don't have much in the way of cap space, which I think is a problem. But I still think they're a very good team, and I mean, Friedman did mention that they're think they they tried or they explored trading Bobrovsky. 
uh, this season. And I have no idea how they pull that off. But if they could get out some of that cap, maybe that would be a start. But I, I, I he mean, played well. I was going to say, full props to him, especially in the Tampa series. Like, I, I don't think you could fault him no. for the fact they lost all four. I thought he played really well. Yeah. Um, I've read, since the playoffs ended, I've read the idea of retaining on Bobrovsky to trade him to New Jersey. Right, it's always New Jersey. Yes, the well, they need a goalie, but yeah. help the, like the thought was, you know, like he clearly raised his value in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so um, you never know. Yeah. Because they got to move to Spencer Knight at some point, and that would save them a ton of money. And the idea was, like, you know, if they retain three of the ten and a half, then yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. You never know. You never know. I, I say every contract is movable, but yeah, there's been a lot of talk about this team being a being frauds and. I don't totally buy into it. I mean, their offense wasn't great, and I think Barkov and Huberdeau really have to reflect this summer on yeah, how to play in the playoffs totally. because they were disappointing, the two of them, for yeah, sure. for sure. I mean, you look at their top five goal scorers. They almost had five 30-goal scorers. Yeah. Duclair was a regular scratch from the lineup. Yeah. Right? Reinhardt had, what, a, a moment, a couple big moments. Yeah. Bennett had a couple moments, but Andrew Biro and Bar- Barkov had a game or two. Yeah. But they were overall, all five of them were really disappointing. And that leaves, like, in their top six, Drew and Verhage, who I both thought were very good. Yeah. No, yeah. So. I wouldn't have picked them as being their top two forwards. I no. mean, all respect to Drew, but, like, yeah. Yeah. Not with the rest of those guys in that lineup right totally. now. Totally, totally. Anyways, I think that's it for Florida. Yeah, no, yeah. that was good. Good coverage. Um, on to the battle of Alberta. I don't want to talk about this one too much. Yeah, I don't either. I don't really want to. I, <laughs> I, you know, my main thing is Markstrom cost Calgary that series. Yeah. The, like, the fact that he was in, like, a goaltending du- duel with Ottinger <laughs> in the first round to see how he played against Edmonton was just, like, like I hope we find out he was hurt. Yeah. Or something, because it's just so inexplainable. My thing about Calgary, and it's going back to that Dallas series, is I think both times the the opponent that they played made Calgary play their style of game. Yeah. And that's not a good sign if you're supposedly a contender. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to play your style. So, yeah, I mean, him getting into like a goalie duel with um, Andre or whatever is fine. Andre played amazing. That's okay. And Marsham Mm. did fine in the first round. But... That second round was by far, I think, in general, the worst goaltending performance I've ever seen in my life for both sides. But yeah. Calgary, like, Marstrom should not, he should not be playing like that. Um, I'll give a little bit of props to Tanev because he did play with, like, I think it was, like, three major injuries or something. Right. And you could see that he was hurting. Yeah. And he probably shouldn't have been in the lineup. But, I again, kind of tying it back to the Canucks, I think the Canucks made absolutely absolutely the right call keeping Demko which we already kind of knew but I think this really cements it yeah and I still think that they probably should have kept Tanev Tanev yes yeah. <laughs> like even the way Toffoli played in these entire playoffs yeah. Dallas series too mm-hmm. it's like okay I, I feel, was just gonna say Toffoli I, I, it, to me is what I predicted yeah about them letting him go and Marks can go but Tanev like Tanev hurt yeah for sure so um on what you're saying with the style thing, like playing Dallas too, like that the style worked, like they could play that slow grinded out game. Yeah. But like you've talked about with me before, per me when your third pairing is the Dorov and Goodbranson, and you're playing against the Oilers who are like a speed based team, like th- those guys cannot keep up. 
And I don't it was know how many clear. times they were on the ice when they got scored on, but I feel like if I look back, it had to have been a ton. Yeah. And even not when they got scored on, like, just having people beat them, right? Like, I, I, for me, it was watching Hyman this series. Like, every time he had the puck, he was beating the defense of Calgary. And it's yeah. like, okay, they can't, they can't handle his speed. Yeah. And that's a problem. Totally. And, I mean, Calgary's in an interesting situation, too, because, uh, first of all, because of Gaudreau, which we'll get into in a bit, I think. Yeah. A later segment. But, like... They're big guys. Like, Kachuk was awful. Yeah, after that first game. Yeah. He wasn't getting into any scrums. He wasn't providing any offense. He wasn't doing... Like, he was pretty invisible. And I don't know... Yeah, he's he's a new contract. I don't know what you give him. Um, yeah, I think they're an interesting spot. And if I'm Edmonton, I would feel pretty good that Markstrom didn't choose to play for you. Yeah, um, Mind totally. you, you have Mike Smith. And yeah. that goal that he let in, which I'll just touch on for two seconds, because that was the worst goal I've ever seen. That was worse than Kluchin. Like It was really far away. It was really far away, and he was moving backwards. Yeah. Like, at least Lidstrom, when he scored on Kluchin, was moving forwards and, like, kind of across the center line. Yeah. Like, this was the blue line. It was... The fact they didn't win that game, I'm telling you, I was like, wow, this team is not going anywhere. Yeah. But, um... So I'll give you the same question. Oh, the Calgary Flames frauds. More so than Florida, I think. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I think so. Um, I would predict that Goudreau's going to sign with a new team. Yeah. And I also would predict Chuck's going to take his one-year qualifying offer, mm-hmm. and then they trade him. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same. because. I we- mean, yeah, before the playoffs, I wouldn't have said either of those things, I don't think. But the way that they both disappeared in that second round, more to Chuck than Goudreau. Goudreau, yeah, I thought Goudreau was okay. He was okay. Um, but yeah, to Chuck was just like, how are they going to give this guy a long-term deal? Like, he's not, like... He after, didn't play after, his After game. game one, it was like, where is this guy? This guy's supposed to be a power forward, built for playoff hockey. It's because his brother wasn't there chugging uh, yeah, beers I, in the I, I guess so, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was really disappointed with him. And... I think Flames fans, I mean, all the talk's going to be about the goal that they called back, and I agree that should have been a goal, but you shouldn't have ever gone into the position where you needed it to be a goal. Yeah, That's I mean, kind of how I see it. Totally. It, it, there's a few things about that, like, I don't want to talk about yeah, that too I much, know. but, like, it was going in anyway. Yeah. Like, fuck, if he just left it, right? Sorry, my language. <laughs> um, and also, you know, like, how many times have we seen guys like stopping in the crease and hitting their skate and going in and like yeah it just seems like there's a lot of times that would have been a good goal it was called a good goal on the yeah. ice I, like, I don't know it was frustrating more so than it caused it to go to overtime and it cost them their season yeah like if it was like 5-2 Edmonton and yeah. they scored and they called it back and it wasn't 5-3 they'd be like well I 100% whatever. predict that next season uh, there'll be a coach's challenge for uh, KK for, for that yeah 100% yeah. Because it seems like when something like this happens, they add something to the rules where you can challenge. Yeah. It was the same thing with the puck out of play and the offside. and I just really think it's going to happen, but we'll see. Anyway, I think that's it. So we get now McKinnon versus McDavid, which will be fun to watch begrudgingly because I hate the Oilers. Um, so I really hope that Colorado smokes them. But... Colorado's a much faster team than Calgary. Yeah. They've got a better goalie as of right now. Not in the regular season, but as of right now. Yeah. And uh, I don't see Mike Smith being able to 
fend off the avalanche <laughs> offense, but you know, stranger, stranger things, things happen for sure. Totally. So yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for that. And then um, yeah, the last series. We're waiting. We're, we're waiting, waiting for New York and Carolina. Carolina could wrap it up tomorrow. No one's won on the road yet in that series. Carolina Carolina hasn't won on the road yet entirely this playoffs. Yeah. So a betting man would probably say New York wins and they go to game seven, but yeah. somebody's gotta break that trend eventually in this series. i I think it's gonna end tomorrow. That's my gut, but again, I thought I thought that New York was winning last game. So my my gut is New York plays so bad in Game Five that they'll play better at home in Game Six and send it to Game Seven, and then I don't know who I would pick in that game. Probably Carolina because it's at home. Yeah, but it's hard to say. I mean, New York won the Game Seven against Pittsburgh, and yeah. that was at home, I guess. But and I do think regardless of who wins, like it, I think it just makes it like. A clear path for that Colorado Tampa final. Yeah. You know? I really hope so. It's... I really hope so too, because I feel like in my mind, I'm like, that would be a game seven, you know, great series. Yeah. Between, and I would hope McKinnon would finally win, to be honest, but a three peat would be pretty sweet. A three peat would be sweet, and I, I probably would be happier, honestly, if Colorado won. Um, but I've never seen a three peat, obviously. Um, so I think that would be pretty cool too, but we'll see. Uh, I have a very quick game to finish it off. Okay. It's just staying and leaving for various random players. Yeah. Okay. And uh, there's a couple at the end, which is stay playing or retiring. Okay. Okay. And we kind of touched on one already. Big Joe. Yeah. Okay. So starting it off with big, <laughs> not big G, John Johnny Hockey. Yeah. I mean, based on the playoffs, I feel like he's going to test the market. Yeah. End up. In New Jersey or Philly or Boston, you know. Okay, so I have a thought, and it's more for the next one. But if Backstrom is hurt in Washington, um, could they possibly be in the running for one? And Wilson's out, too, for one of these big forward free agents. Maybe Kadri. Yeah, that's the next one. Just because, like, it sounds like Backstrom might be done-done. Yeah. You know, which would be unfortunate. But then they would obviously need a, a top one or two centermen big yeah. time. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think he's going to test the free agent market anyway, and we'll see. I, I can't see him back in Calgary, but I mean, they would be letting go a hundred plus like heart caliber season yeah. player. Anyway, so next up is Kadri. Yeah. I just don't think, uh, Colorado's going to be able to afford him. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks maybe he'll take a huge discount and stay, especially if they win. But, I will say, if they win the cup, then yeah, yeah I can see that. But yeah. if they don't, no. They have so many players that they're going to have to give raises, like give money to. Yeah. I just can't see it. And I think that he might want the chance to be like a number one center somewhere. Right. And there are teams that would be willing to pay him to do that, especially after this year that yeah, he's had. For sure. Okay, Jack Campbell. I kind of... Ah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this one is a tough one because he, like, he very clearly likes being a leader. Yeah, and they like him. Uh, and they <laughs> like him. So, I don't know. I have a bit of, like, a, in my mind theory that he'll go play for Colorado next yeah. year. I was telling you that earlier. <laughs> but for this sake, I'll say he stays in Toronto. Okay, I'm going to be boring. I'm saying he stays, too. Yeah. I think that he'll take less to stay. Yeah. Um, okay, your man, Big G, I think is obvious he's leaving. Yeah, I mean, like, like I have a gut feeling that you could see him in Toronto, but um, I think he's moving on, and he made some comments that makes it sound like he's definitively not going back to Philly. Yeah. 
So. I mean, I think he wants a cup, right? That's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. Okay, Andrew Kopp lining up for the New York Rangers in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's been a good fit, but I feel like he's one of those typical, like, had a good year, going to go to free agency, sign a six-year deal somewhere else. Yeah, and probably make too much. Make for too much. What he is. Yeah. For sure. Okay, Chris Letang. Oh, man. Okay. Part of me says staying in, in Pittsburgh, and I feel like they're going to make more of an effort with him than Malkin. Yep. But again, there's part of, like, I kind of feel like he could end up in Toronto, too. Like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> They're all ending up in Toronto. I don't Montreal. know. Montreal, that's the other whole No, one. I don't think so. <laughs> he's he's going to want to win more cups, and they're not going to win more cups. Yeah. Okay, then the next one is his teammate, Gino. I, I feel like Malkin's more likely to be gone from Pittsburgh. I agree, and I think kind of similar to Kadri, I think he wants to have a chance to be a number one center for yeah. one point in his career. He's yeah. always been behind set. I really think it would be interesting. I don't think Kadri would do it because I think of the whole rivalry with Toronto, but with Gino, I'm like, could you see him ending up in Boston if Bergeron is done? I was thinking, wouldn't it be hilarious if you saw Malkin in Philly? Oh, I was thinking Washington, but no. that would be good too, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Washington's a good thought, though. Because of Ovechkin. And yeah. they are like buddies. They are buddies. Yeah. That's a good thought. I like so, that one. Anyway, but I don't know because of how, like, you know, angry <laughs> or animate uh, Flurry was about not playing for Washington, if that's like a whole Penguins thing or if that's just like but a he's a good Canadian kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and then the last two are my retire or, uh, last three are my retire or uh, play. And okay. the first one is Big Z. So, Chara. I think retire. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, second one is Bergeron. I see him doing a one-more-year deal. Yeah. He played really well this year. I think Bergeron might want to stay until the next, like, Team Canada big event is. Right. Because he's been playing so well. Yeah. Why would you... I don't know. I just think he's too... He's still playing too good to retire. But we'll see. Um, and then the last one is, uh, Jumbo. I think Jumbo's Yeah. Done. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So that's right. everything. That's everything. And then, uh, next time we talk, we'll do our picks for round three of our bracket, where I think I'm going to be trying to claw back, because you're already up three points on me this round. Yeah. And we'll be able to preview a little more of the, the final four. We've, we've a little bit talked about Edmonton, Colorado, but we can go more into that, and... You never know what kind of crops up between now and then. Yeah, sounds good. All right, well, uh, Hockey Talk on the Rock, episode 78. Thanks for watching. Woo!